Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, come on, it's weird. Like, that's a weird thing. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non crimes. crimes. <laughs> Hello, Kira. Good to see you. How's it going, Griff? It's going splendidly. I love you. You've got your Diet Coke in hand. Mm hmm. I'm a little bit I had my a, first a, Diet Coke a while ago, a few days ago. Did you know that? No. What'd you think? I thought it, I think my, my palate has changed. So it's now more, I guess, palatable. I never used to like things that were, I used to like full sweet and nothing kind of like semi-sweet. Yeah. And so I used to like Coke a lot. Um, but yeah, Diet Coke gets the job done and it's, I guess, better for you. Is that correct? <laughs> I mean, crazy debatable with the aspartame in it but it's it's lighter for the gals <laughs> yeah exactly the can is cuter uh how are you how's new york it's probably getting fairly chilly out now huh it is i'm good everything's great i'm a little snoozy today so if i'm extra off the wall that's probably why but i'm i'm stoked <laughs> for today's episode we got a good one Yes, extra off the wall sounds like a really exciting place to, or just vantage point to witness Kira in. <laughs> yeah, so to, I mean, you're presenting the crime. I saw it come through very quickly and then I hit it away because um, I thought it might be a good one for us. And do you agree that it's going to be fun? It is going to be fun. Um, it is full of games. You and I are board gamers. Mm -hmm. It has group dynamics and it has some quirky characters, which I like. Wow. This is basically petty crimes on a board, it seems like. <laughs> are, are you ready? <laughs> Should we just jump right in? Let's just let's jump right in. Um, okay. I'm excited. I fucking love games. Let's go. OK, OK. <laughs> Hi, Kira. Hi, Griff. Thank you for your wonderful podcasts. Kira's hee hees give me life. <laughs> <laughs> you do hee hee a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't know that I did till I read this email and now I know. I didn't realize you did either until I started listening to our show and like for edits and then just for enjoyment and I'm like, "Oh, Kira, Michael Jackson he he's a lot." <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would say that I'll work on it, but I probably won't. So you know what? Your hee hees are my that's interesting equivalent, I think. Mm -hmm. Where when you go, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or quirky. The email continues. <laughs> Apologies in advance for this very long story. There's a lot to cover. There certainly is, but I've condensed a bit. This crime happened eight years ago, but it still pops in my head if I sit still for too long. We had a board game friend group that met every Sunday. We were pretty tight-knit. There was a core group of six that met pretty reliably each week, and then a handful of floaters that would come and go. I am part of the core group. Guests okay. and... Yep. Yeah. You've had a board game group, Griff, that you met with on Fridays. <sighs> Yes. I mean, during quarantine, woo, oh, I broke my bubble. No, they were part of my quarantine bubble during 2020 every Friday because what the hell else was there to do? We would gather. There was maybe a group of five of us and we would play Settlers of Catan every Friday. 
And then we eventually leveled up and got a game called Terra Mystica, which is basically Settlers, but like varsity version. So I love that. Yeah, and we had some core people and then we had some floaters. So I completely understand where our protagonist is coming from. Yep. Guests and new members were always welcome and encouraged. All the regulars did their best to welcome the guests. And there was an unspoken rule that the person who brought the guest is the most responsible for taking care of that person. You know, introducing them to the rules, to the group, mm-hmm. making sure they're included in small talk, yada, yada. Oh, I'm, oh God. Oof, I have got a very good story relating to that, but I'll hold on to it. For but another yeah, that makes day. Sense if you're... If you're bringing someone into your group, a regular group, especially one that like maybe gets competitive over a game, you're responsible for them. And if the game is intricate, like Catan or Terra Mystica, then I mean, good luck explaining it to anyone who doesn't know. So lots of responsibility. So one day, one of the floaters, Orville, asked if he could bring a buddy from work. So to clarify, somebody who's not in the core group, one of the floater people is like, oh, I'm going to bring someone. Whoa, ballsy. Mm-hmm. His buddy Steve, he said, is a nice guy who liked board games and was feeling a little bit lonely since he didn't have too many friends. The board game group. Uh-huh. Yeah. The board game group had plenty of socially awkward nerds. So we all said, of course. Come Sunday, <sighs> Steve shows up, but Oroville doesn't. So to clarify, oh. the floater doesn't come, but Steve, the guest of the floater does. Whoa, that's that's interesting. A wow, bit, I mean, yeah, the floater, Steve, right? Mm-hmm. That takes some balls too. Like the floater is Orville. Oh, sorry, the floater is o- Orville. The core member is Steve. There is no core. Oh, sorry. So there's the oh, core group. Oh, got it. Then there are floaters, and a floater <laughs> invited a guest. Got no, this it, is this is like the equivalent of explaining a board game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go on two right now. Um, okay, we'll take some balls for that. We'll say like floater squared to show up to a board game night. You're basically walking into a room full of complete strangers. Like just an interesting personality that would do that. Because if my the person that invited me said that they were not attending and I was third removed, I would probs not go (laughs) fair but steve was there and we struck up conversation with him tried to get to know him explain the house rules yada yada pretty much right away it became clear that steve is a total bummer oh no (laughs) bummer (laughs) such a specific way to describe somebody it reminds me of i immediately pictured eeyore from winnie the pooh Mm -hmm. oh man Steve spent the first hour complaining about how shitty his life is. It's <laughs> it's not. It says in parentheses. And oh, the, God. And the rest of the night getting into petty arguments about being allowed to exploit loopholes that aren't really there. Like loopholes in the game? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Okay. See, everybody in the group is pretty good at games, and things can get a little competitive, but the main purpose of the group is to have fun and goof off with our friends. Unfortunately, Steve wasn't there to make friends. He was there to win. Ah, uh, okay. Which, you know, I think I've talked about before. We had a um, kickball episode a few episodes ago. We talked about games and people's different approaches to like these types of circles. Yeah. I personally 
oh, I just think I know a good balance between being competitive and then also making sure that the environment's fun. But I definitely have been around people from either of those kind of pools, people that are just having fun and are not competitive, which annoys me. And then people that are only there to win and can't acknowledge the fact that we're trying to have fun, which also annoys me. So seems like Steve is in the latter. And he's alone. And he came alone. <laughs> and his life sucks. <laughs> and his life sucks. I, I'm also fascinated by complaining about how shitty his life is. And then in parentheses, it's not. like Totally, totally. Which means that like perspective, Steve. Steve does not have perspective. Mm. So after that night, it was pretty clear the group didn't have good chemistry with Steve. It's a big city. There are plenty of other board game groups that are super competitive. And I'm sure there are some that probably love heated debates about rules or whatever, but not ours. Yeah. We assume this was the first and last time we'll see Steve. Griff, do you think it's the first and last time they <laughs> saw Steve? I think it's the first time. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think that it's the last time. I feel like there's a chapter two of this. Whoa. I'm like, that's funny that they said that like the city's filled with board game groups like there, is there an, a social like app that I'm missing that has these board game groups like I, I proclaimed mean, to the world? I thought of Boston where like there are some board game cafes that have communities mm. and there are probably some Facebook groups and stuff like yeah. I, I think this is fair. I can't I, I'm not in touch with this network, but I'm like, I think I see <laughs> what they mean. Yeah, fair enough. And I just I guess. All the board game nights that I've been uh, I've attended, I guess I know someone in the group. And it seems like Steve and the protagonist said doesn't really have many friends. So I guess he's kind of subject to like being a stranger in a group. Yep. And All he's right. chosen this group. <laughs> he, he has. He I guess he likes them. He likes it there. <laughs> oh, Steve. OK, I'm going to try to whiz through this next part. OK. Steve kept coming back every week for the next couple months. He continued to be a total downer as he complained about society and questioned every result in the game that wasn't in his favor. Everyone in the group is nice and non-confrontational, but it became clear that nobody wanted to play with him. The number of attendees started to dwindle. We all started making passive-aggressive comments to try to tamper his behavior. You know, we're just here to have fun. I don't think you're interpreting that rule correctly. Oh, we prioritize sportsmanship in this group. Oh but God. Steve was not getting it. I was starting to get pretty frustrated. So I asked Orville, remember the original floater that got Steve here, to have a more frank conversation with his friends since nobody else in the group was close with Steve. Orville casually responded, oh, I I'm not his friend. We've only spoken at work like twice. What? Orville. Okay. Yep. Turns out Orville was using the term friend loosely. Okay. I mean, I've been guilty of that as well. Like, you know, some of my good friends have kind of shit on me for that. Like if I know of someone, that doesn't necessarily mean they're my friend. So, but he took it to another level. So I'll let you finish, yep. I guess. <laughs> mm. I've got some thoughts. Within the core group, we're all starting to talk. We agree that Steve sucks, but he's not a bad person. <laughs> Well, I'll just continue to try to gently guide him into meshing with our group a little better. Also, there's now two Steves because another Steve has arrived. So, our, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we gave this Steve a secret nickname. No. Sad, sad Steve. Oh, no. So we wouldn't get confused in our private conversations. Oh, God. Let's hope that doesn't leak to sad Steve. One but Sunday. Also, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. What, what, Griff? It's also like, you know, they're calling him sad Steve. And I'm like, oh, I hope that doesn't leak to Steve. But it's like, you earned that name. Like your behavior is fitting of the title sad steve so if it even if it did and i'm sure maybe i don't know if it's part of the crime but if he did catch wind of it it's like well bro like change your behavior then you're literally like eeyore wet blanketing you're now sad steve because we have another steve that's the least of our concerns i'm sure (laughs) yeah it's it's tough when your your energy that you're bringing to a game night is forwardly very sad yeah for sure um (laughs) yeah like not starting on the great on the right uh foot i'd say for a game night yeah so one sunday sad steve offered to host the next game night at his place Hmm. there was a collective hush of doom that went across the room but we all agreed to it this is where things go from bad to worse oh my gosh The following Sunday, we go to Sad Steve's apartment and find out that he has a girlfriend. I was beyond shocked, but (laughs) sure, there's always somebody for everybody. (laughs) His girlfriend. Body pillow? Yeah. Well, it's something. (laughs) His girlfriend, Kate, dressed and acted like a very, very young girl. Imagine a woman in her mid-twenties acting like young Shirley Temple. (gasps) (laughs) What? Not only that, the dynamic between Sad Steve and Kate was a little creepy. He was clearly the smarter, more capable one, and she was just a widow baby who didn't know anything. I tried to feign illness so I could get the heck out of there, but somebody else immediately pulled that trick, so I was trapped. Uh. Despite the general what-the-fuckedness of it all, Kate was actually very nice. She's sweet, attentive, and genuinely interested in the people around her. She never dropped the whole baby act thing, but her personality (laughs) was so pleasant, I actually kind of got over it. We decided to play a massive game all together. But Kate had little to no experience with board games. Right. Yeah. She's only played patty cake before. That's why. <laughs> Can't you just picture this couple? They're so specific. It's so bizarre. It's so petty crimes. Like, what the hell is this situation? And it's giving me episode one of Broad City where they have to dress up like little babies, clean the house to get little Wayne tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little baby. I don't have any money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, my friend Kelly always quote that. I'm just a little baby. I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. All right. What a strange <laughs> dynamic. But you're right. Like you said earlier, there is a match for everyone. And quirky characters generally, I'd say, attract other quirky characters. Yep. Yep. Okay. We are on the third page of three pages, if that helps to tell you. So we are <laughs> rounding the corner toward home, I promise. <laughs> We're all playing a big game. It's every man for himself, but we always go super easy on newbies and make sure they're all aware of the rules and strategies. Sad Steve says he'll take care of Kate and explain all the rules to her. Mm -hmm. As the game went on, I started to notice something strange. 
because I was sitting right next to Kate, I could basically hear the whispered hints that Sad Steve was giving her. He wasn't giving her all the necessary information to play the game. Despite my bad gut feeling, I gave him the benefit of the doubt and assumed he was just trying not to overwhelm her with info overload. However, Sad Steve was winning by a huge margin, mostly by beating Kate. (laughs) The motherfucker was intentionally sabotaging his clueless girlfriend so he could win. What? I, I was fuming. Kate seemed really confused, so I offered to help her. I looked at her hand and she had several very obvious and very powerful moves she could have played if she knew all the rules. I pretty much abandoned my own character and focused on helping Kate defeat her petty ass boyfriend. By this time, the rest of the group was catching on to what Sad Steve was doing, too. Everybody decided to focus fire on Steve and lead Kate to victory. (gasps) After that, no one really felt like playing games. High (laughs) off of our collective victory, we decided to sit around and chat for a little bit. Sad Steve started to go on a passionate rant about how nobody in this town had artistic integrity because they didn't want to work on his personal film that he was making for free. (laughs) Once again, the fun got sucked out of the room and we all left. Next week. Yeah. Next week. It is a lot, a lot. Next week, Sad Steve hosted again. Everybody had the exact same idea as me. We all called out sick and individually abandoned game night. Eventually, game night got canceled. Finally, we had a sit-down conversation and decided to kick Sad Steve out of the group. Mm -hmm. We had an anonymous vote amongst everyone, and it was decided that it had to happen. Wow. That's... We we can talk about that too. Like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> My mind's spinning. Yep. And that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. He, dang. He sad Steve promptly unfriended everybody on Facebook and mm-hmm. the group is still going strong just without sad Steve and little baby Kate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was an incredible story. I'm so glad that came through. I guess like picking up where it left off in terms of voting him off the island, I feel like, and maybe, I don't know if it's worth going into the verdicts, but like, it's so interesting when you have this like sacred, very fun, something you look forward to group activity week over week. And then, and Steve's not even like a friend of the group. He's a friend of a stranger of the group, you know? Or not even a friend. He's like a connection of a stranger in the group, right? He's an acquaintance of a floater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we'll use their verbiage. He's an acquaintance of a floater. So it's like, in my mind, it, you, and if we if we were to say like, are the, is the group guilty for voting Steve off? I don't think so. I think you have to protect what you love, and this person is so like tertiary that it you just have to you have to trim. What do you think? I feel bad for sad Steve. <sighs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because this group clearly means a lot to him. He isn't like if we go by what we're seeing, which is that he attends week over week. Yeah. And he even offers to host it himself. He's clearly so into it, even yeah. though it's not a fit. So that just I feel bad for him. I hear you on that. I guess totally like 
And it, it, it really does like pull my heartstrings a little knowing that someone might not have a group like that or anything like that besides his little infant infantile girlfriend to like connect with. But it's also like, I don't understand when people have certain behavior that they can't, they can't see the effects of. Um, mm. It's like the fact that they're calling you sad, Steve, like why Steve, why are they calling you sad, Steve? The fact that like they have made this vote, like, and I'm sure Steve was kind of like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean? I'm kicked out. It's like, you cheat, you argue, you, I don't, I don't know. So I have like, I guess a certain threshold for app or uh, empathy, <laughs> apathy. I definitely have a threshold for apathy for characters like this. Cause it's like, what, what do you expect? I guess. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's so much to unpack. I have a list of questions for you. <laughs> do you think we're ready to just go into the verdicts of it all? I think so too. I think that'll help. I think it'll help. And I'm fully ready and buckle up everyone. Because <laughs> Griffy has I some could, thoughts. Yeah, Griff has thoughts. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Was Orville the floater guilty for throwing that grenade into the group without a proper background check on Sad Steve? Yes, I find Orville Redenbacher very guilty of that. <laughs> like you know, and again, this it, this goes behind. Uh, this goes to show the like kind of intricate social dynamics of groups like this. Like if my group of guy friends that I go out to WeHo with, who I've recently got to know, uh, I, I would just be very hesitant to bring someone into that group because I'm already joining this group. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out my place as kind of a floater within this group. Uh, I guess without the proper background check and I guess without vetting it to the group first, I don't know how you'd figure that out. Maybe like drinks at a bar to test the energy before they mm. come to your house or something. I find I find that guilty because you're just not respecting that sacred space of a group that's really not your own. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to, I want to hold safe face for that too. Because if I invite Kira to my group on Fridays and Kira is kind of wacky and is not meshing with the group, <laughs> then it's like, well, I'm not, we're not going to trust Griff's references anymore, you know? So yeah, I find Orville guilty. Yeah, this all could have been prevented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But again, we wouldn't have a fat episode because of it. <laughs> Next question. Was the group guilty for not being more confrontational with Sad Steve and just having this big breakup moment? Like, basically, did they handle it right? Mm. Um, I'm going to say not guilty. I find them okay. innocent. I think... Again, like a very common theme, easier said than done. I think if I were in that same situation, I would try to be as friendly as possible. I would try to make it work. I mean, this person's already here. So like, what can I do that avoids cringe awkwardness Two things mm -hmm. that I cannot handle? Maybe this is why I have such like, like stark opinions about people like this, because I hate cringe. I hate when people make other people uncomfortable and they can't really identify that they're doing it or why they're doing it. So I think the group did a good job of trying to like help this help Steve along and try to integrate him. I like the vote at the end. I think that was pretty democratic, obviously to the detriment of Steve, but like, that's what voting is. No, I think they approached it fine. What do you think? Is there anything they could have done better? You think? No, I feel like they tried to make it work, like even saying things like, you know, we really try to prioritize sportsmanship in this group. I think that's pretty 
thoughtful effort to communicate in the moment. And to the submitter's point, like there probably is a board game group that is like no messing around. Everyone's trying, trying their heart, like hyper competitive. Yeah board game group would be the right fit for sad steve and that's just not what this group is totally and i think maybe if i were to fault them it would be maybe with the lack of aggression just a little bit because i think i do know some people that are quirky and steve clearly wants to be part of this group and Mm -hmm. sometimes the subtle hints at correction a behavior correction these people don't pick up on that and so sometimes it takes someone a little bit more aggressive i've definitely played this role for the benefit of the group to be like Hey, Steve, we're going to pause here. Like, what's happening? What are you doing? Like, this energy is wrong. Like, we have to, we want you here, but we have to correct this. Whether that's in front of the group at the table playing the game or whether that's one of them pulling him aside and having an honest conversation before the vote even was an idea. I think Steve probably could have benefited from like a more harsh conversation about if you want to stay, we've got to see something different. If you don't, then don't change. Yeah, like a one-on-one that's like, hey, this is really social first, competitive second. Can you handle that? Yep. And I bet Steve, given that he wanted to host, given his like investment, Mm -hmm. I I think he probably would have course corrected. I know. Yeah. Wait, maybe I'm feeling bad for Steve. (laughs) (laughs) It's just tough. Like he wants to be there and he's not getting the vibe. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Was sad Steve guilty of any crimes or was he ultimately just not a good fit? Hmm. I, that's a really good question. (laughs) I don't think he was, I I, I guess the one that pops out is him maybe sabotaging his baby girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. That, that is, that is like pointed and like, agenda base like if you want to win so much that the one person in this group that will say loves you you're throwing under the bus that's petty (laughs) and i find you guilty but the rest and i might have to sit with this maybe i'll have a different thought in the drive home but like he's just different and to your point it's just not a good group fit sure we could blame him for not fitting obviously it's like six v one i suppose but it's he's just not a good fit for that group. I, I respect his competitiveness. I respect his maybe uh, eye for detail with rules. Maybe that can be like smoothed out a little bit, um, like relaxed yeah. a little bit. But again, it's like similar to like my kickball team. We were kind of a middle of the ground team. We were competitive, but we were fun. If I wanted to be any more competitive or if I only wanted to have fun, there were different teams that I could figure out how to be on. So it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like, if the question is, is Sad Steve guilty of a petty crime? No, he's not. I don't think so. Yeah. And if anything, too, I w- I'll, I'll give him props where props are due for going into a group of strangers and trying to make it work. That's tough. And, you know, that is the bar between having friends and not is putting yourself out there. And good for him for doing that. Obviously, it did not work in the slightest, but uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's commendable. I like to think that he's so happy somewhere in an incredibly competitive board game group where they all shit on their lives together. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so curious what board game is. At one point, I got Dungeons and Dragons vibes. Yeah. You said character, like someone like forego their character to help his baby girlfriend. And um, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Oh, okay, last it. question. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last question. Okay. With the limited context we have, was Sad Steve and Kate's relationship a little fucked up or am I just judgmental? Yes. And, and that's yes. a question. That's a question from our submitter. I want uh, I want all of the listeners to like message us their thoughts specifically on this relationship. Uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's weird. Like, that's a weird thing to be involved with. I'm not shaming weird. I think weird is kind of cool. And again, I think, like I said, quirky people are generally good fits with other quirky people. I think the opposite may be true sometimes. Someone who's so quirky maybe needs someone who's so boring and like uh, straightforward to kind of balance mm. that. Regardless of the like equation, everyone deserves to be, feel comfortable with someone. And if it's not a group of people, maybe Steve's just not good with like large groups or medium-sized groups. Maybe he's like a, I need to find my my individual person to be my my family or my my connection and so no i can't i can't they're not guilty for being together i i think it's strange do i want to always be around that no i like that one of the um i guess the protagonist said that Mm -hmm. even though she was like surely templing around she was pleasant (laughs) and enjoyable and she kind of found her judgment subsiding because this person was lovely i find them innocent and i really want to be at a cocktail party and watch them absolutely or i guess for her she'd have to have her shirley temple but <laughs> there's somebody for everyone <laughs> yeah yeah um any that. any final observations final thoughts before we wrap this up i don't think so i love board games i next time we hang we we had a we had a fun game night when you were uh, a while ago when you were still here with me in the city caring for me <laughs> i love them i think but it is it is intricate like Different games require a certain horsepower. Some games are a little more relaxed. Some are way more strategic and intimate or inter, uh, what's the word? Intricate. Yeah. Yeah. Or in their case, I guess intimate. But yeah, it's this was a great crime and it's based off something that I find myself, an environment that I find myself in a lot. But I'm, I would say I'm pretty socially capable. So even if I was Steve, I think I have the toolkit to like kind of integrate myself well. And not everyone does. And I've acknowledged that. And I don't hold people like guilty for that. It's just he's probably yeah. really good at something else that I'm not good at. I totally. And like my my final observation, like, w- you know, really limited context. I have a, like a lot of people in my life that I love that are like on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of wonder, sad, Stephen, like, it seems like you're really intensely focused on your passion, which is the game, but not as interested in the social component. I don't think there's like much for us. Like we can't really read into that on this podcast, but like, you know, it's if the group's not a fit, I hope that sad Steve has found the group that is totally. And I like just my final thought, the film thing that he mentioned, he's like, Oh, no one wants to work on my film. The city's filled with like boring, non-artistic people. I bet the film that he has is maybe magnificent. And it goes to show you that like the, business part of pitching it and getting people to work with you is also part of the industry and you can have an amazing story, but you also have to be uh, willing and able to work with people uh, to get it somewhere. So Mm. I bet he's a genius. He's just quirky. Maybe Kate Shirley Temple can (laughs) take the pitch meetings 
She'll be so memorable. She'll sell his film. And, he, you know, he can just be Martin scorsese in the back. Oh, my God. We can produce it, too. We can give them like $10 each. <laughs> Sad Steve. Kate Temple. Hit us up. <laughs> Ooh, that was a fun one. That was fun. Griff and I are so stoked we have a sponsor this week, Hello Adorn. This is a jewelry company that makes jewelry that is life-proof and perfect for every day. It's so cute. Absolutely. I'm actually wearing their Tony bracelet, which I've been looking for, a nice bracelet like this. And I've got around my neck their Hera chain, which is gold and just lovely for winter. Yeah, they're both like really handsome. I got the tiny twist earrings, which I love because I'm a baby. I only have one hole, but they twist in and they look like you have cutie double hoops. Like order them. They're so cute. And then I got an ear cuff for the same reason. It cuffs around your ear, but then it looks like double hoops. Get them. They're like so cute, so pretty. You look so good. And every piece is made in their Eau Claire, Wisconsin studio by their team of very talented makers. And they use the highest quality materials they can find. Um, Their pieces are nickel-free, hypoallergenic. And I personally love that they're based in Wisconsin. My mom's from there. So wearing jewelry that reminds me of her from a place that she grew up in is extra sentimental for me. Woo! We also wanted to highlight that Hello Adorn's Social Good Collection provides 100% of sales to various causes related to racial injustice, body positivity, women's reproductive rights, and more. Again, that's their social good collection. So head over to Instagram at HelloAdorn or shop HelloAdorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's HelloAdorn.com slash petty. Look great. Stay petty. Thank you, HelloAdorn, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for that crime, Kira. But now it's time for a quick criminal or minimal. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go first. This was submitted by Zach. Hi, Zach. Criminal, hi, Zach. Criminal or minimal, you're on an airplane and the person sitting in front of you has the window open, but they're sleeping. The light is so bright that it's in your eyes, so you reach around their seat and shut their window while they're sleeping. Criminal or minimal? Minimal. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, why would you try sleeping with the window open? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> criminal or minimal? Ever so politely asking if your engagement ring could be replaced because you don't like it. Ooh, very quick, minimal coming to mind. Oh, that's so interesting. Because for me, it's like, well, it's a secret event. I can't obviously ask unless, oh, God. I say minimal because it's supposed to be the secret surprise. So how are you supposed to gather enough intel to know exactly what your partner wants? And so because of that, I think they're okay to say like, we're going to do this forever. Theoretically, let's, can I at least have something on my finger that I really love? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, sorry. I I got it wrong. I, I, I thought I made a decision, but yeah, let's get you something you love, baby. I love you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say minimal. I also have to say, um, on the record, I am obsessed with my engagement ring. I love it. But I I did wonder, like, what do I do if this thing looks crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I say minimal. I think that's fair. Okay. And then one last one. Criminal or minimal? I saw this in the news the other day. Winning the $30 million lottery and keeping it a secret from your wife and child. (gasps) Criminal or minimal? Wife and child. 
criminal. What are we talking about? $30 million. Apparently, this guy won the lottery and didn't tell his family. Why? Because <laughs> he wanted the 30, well, I guess 15 mil for himself. Criminal. I agree. Come on, buddy. That's really greedy. <laughs> Fascinating. You've heard, you heard the stories of like people who win the lottery and then people from all of their walks of life come out of the woodworks. But yeah, your wife and kid are like in your home, like criminal. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when you win the Powerball or whatever, you're sp- before you turn in the ticket, you're supposed to get a lawyer, get an accountant. Like you're supposed to like, oh. uh, like compile your team of assassins before you even go turn in the thing. Whoa, I would not have known that. Not everybody does. And that's people end up like screwed. getting fucked up. Yeah. Oh, well, interesting. And thank you for that helpful <laughs> information. <laughs> so everyone, the next time you win the lottery, make sure you go get your lawyer. <laughs> yeah, make sure you suit up. <laughs> Ooh, bye, Graham. Bye. Bye. 